Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 Go Men's Tea or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 1053 The Fan. What players do you fear from the Packers, and where do the Cowboys hold an advantage? Now, Per Elias Sports Bureau, this game will be the first time in NFL history that the outright top two touchdown passing leaders face off in their team's playoff opener. So Jordan Love, second with 32 touchdown passes. Dak Prescott, 36 touchdown passes. First time ever the playoffs has opened up with the top two outright going against one another. I can't believe in today's NFL that nobody threw for 40 touchdowns in True. a 17-game season. That just It's weird, these two numbers, because 32 just sounds like a nice year. It doesn't even sound like a top-five touchdown passing year. Like, oh, that's a solid year. Do you think it's because how many more quarterbacks will run as well? Because, like, Josh Allen has a ton of touchdowns. It's 44. Also, okay, and so how many of those are rushing touchdowns? Like 12? Uh, give me, give me or a probably moment. at least 13. Yeah, give me just a okay. moment. So I think that's the deal, is a lot of them run. 29 passing touchdowns, so you do the math, Kevin. How many did you say total? 44. He has 15 I rushing mean, touchdowns. It just doesn't seem like in today's NFL, averaging two touchdown passes a game would, I'm not saying be easy, but it also doesn't yes. sound that difficult that if you got 34 passing touchdowns, you're like, yeah, it's two a game. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And then also, another bizarre note about this game, even though it's the ninth playoff meeting, first time they have ever met in the wild card round. I know this is a question you're not going to have. What year did the wild card round start? Because obviously, Ooh. if you're Bart Starr and Don Meredith, and I'm going to assume... Roger Staubach, there wasn't a wild card round, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. But wild card seems like something that happened in like... 1970 when they did the merger. Okay, so Roger's most of his career, if not all. But it wasn't the same as like, I mean, obviously it wasn't super wild card, but it wasn't even the wild card system a lot of us are probably used to. Just to show you how old this rivalry is, they've played in the NFC Championship once, the NFL Championship twice before they changed it, and then the divisional round five times. Do you guys see Green Bay as more of a rival to Dallas, or do you see San Francisco? Not like who's the tougher team right now, but I see San Francisco as a bigger rival in my lifetime than Green Bay. Yeah, it's San Francisco for me because they were the team that you had to get past more often than not, it felt like, to get to the Super Bowl. Montana takes something away that you had. Yeah, I don't remember that, but yeah. Well, but... That's the history of it. And then you're like, dang, these 49ers. And then you beat them in 92, and you feel like you take it back away from them. And Green Bay had Magic Man Mikowski out there farting around for a few years. Do you think most of our audience then that's like maybe 25 to 30 maybe does view it as the Packers? Because maybe so. 14, Aaron 16. Yeah, those were prime opportunities to be in the NFC Championship game. And spectacular plays or not plays were yeah. what decided both it, of those. No, you might be right. And then now it's San Francisco has eliminated you the last two years. Yep. So I, I I just this is a big rivalry. I'm not trying to take anything away. I just feel like out of the take take Philadelphia, New York, and Washington out, I always felt like San Francisco was that team that I looked at more than Green Bay. I have a question for you all because you asked about the wild card round when it started. I was going through this rabbit hole the other day, like trying to figure out, you know, when was the last time this team played, yada, yada, yada. Did you know they used to have a thing called the Playoff Bowl? Yes. We talked about that a couple years ago, like the third place game, essentially. What a world to live in where you had, like, because NCAA tournament had a consolation game. Yes. Until, like, the early 80s, they had a third place game. Like, why would anybody agree to play in that thing? That is a great question. I wonder where they're making money off of it. Like that—that's definitely a factor in this. Like in the sixties and seventies, though, the NFL wasn't making money. Period. The Cowboys the way were they in the are playoff now. bowl a lot. They were just they? trying to get yeah. their product out there. What was our know? record? 
I'll have to go back and check on Undefeated, that. Undefeated, Mike. I don't believe that is factually accurate, but I'm not. Sh- <laughs> I'm not sure. So I'll <laughs> check. Cowboys were one and two in the playoff bowl. There the you go. Lions were an undefeated three and zero. Whoa! Woo! That's like with Night Train Lane or something like that. Now rebuilding ever since. The Lions were the best at winning the third place yes, game. That makes <laughs> perfect sense. So Detroit. <laughs> yes. That is so Detroit. <laughs> I'm gonna go to cut number five here. If we're talking about well, what player you fear from the Packers, I do still think I'm gonna go with this gentleman right here. Four man rush. Love has Jones in stride. Aaron Jones racing to the end zone and he's in. Touchdown, Green Bay. I know Green Bay hasn't exactly taken over the world running the ball, but then I look at all of Aaron Jones' matchups against the Cowboys, and it's true. Some of these are several, several years ago, but 19 for 125, 19 for 107, 24 for 138. He always runs for more than 100 yards against the Cowboys, and I think we all agree. Not the stoutest run defense in the world, so I think Aaron Jones is the top of my list. He also has six rush, six touchdowns in that span. So three games against the Cowboys, three hundred yard rushing games, and six touchdowns. Wow! I, I, that and he has the kind of speed to get outside that you that you do fear a little bit yep. too. Uh, you know that was that was the feeling with James Cook was that he could kind of do whatever he wanted, but a lot of these stuff did bounce outside eventually. So that's and we stopped all that. And though, right? nope, that was that was a tough day. But uh, I heard I, I heard Rob Domovsky. Uh, yes, Rob was, Domovsky. Mike, you're a big fan. 8 a.m. Man, if you listening to the fan at 8 a.m., that was a can't miss. She uh, or he said he not he, a she. He not said a she. I was listening. He was he said that. Green Bay's game is not to try and pound it up the middle on you, but definitely to take Aaron Jones outside on the edges. What a so, miss that is. Yeah, so that's. I'm surprised I had to click on this guy because I thought he was going to be really good. Is I thought AJ Dillon was going to be better out of college. And it's Corey's he, brother, right? Yes, I think they're the same. Is it really? No, I have no, no idea. One went I to one went to one went to the university. They went to schools really close to each other. One University of Washington, the other Boston College, right next to each other. So Washington was DC, yeah. But he's he's the bully back that they handed off to a few times. But I've kind of learned throughout the season, Broadus has kind of taught me that honestly, it's when teams run on the edge against the Cowboys that they really have the biggest issue. Up the middle, there can be an issue, but not as much as when you run the ball to the tackle. Tackles. Offensive tackles. Yes, understood. So you're not afraid of him. Is there anybody else on the Packers that are you are concerned about? Anybody can chime in. Okay, did, you were well, pointing I'm, at I'm him. Trying so I was like, think, think I'm trying to think. I mean, well, okay, I got you. I just think you're going to win by two touchdowns. So it's tough. Okay. If, like I would bet, I would bet good money that the Cowboys win this by more than seven. The spread right now is seven. I think the Cowboys are going to win this by double digits. Okay. So I don't. I just think Jordan Love. I'm not, I'm still, I'm still not, I guess, weird way to say this, trying to fall in love with him. It's like, I watch him and I hear all the praise, but when I watch him, I'm still just not overwhelmed. And I get, he's getting a lot of praise at the end of the year. And he should, wasn't it 16 touchdowns and two interceptions? Like in, I believe it's 18 and one in the last Okay, sorry. Games. But it's just, okay. Well, that's not good for us. Those are. Tons of great numbers, but when I've watched him, I just have kind of, it's kind of left me going, I want more. Not that he's bad, but I just think, isn't there more there? So, yeah. And, and I would also venture to say, like, I think most of his receivers being what second, first rookies or second year guys, you know, Christian Watson been injured most of the season. Romeo Dobbs has been injured uh, a lot this season as he well. He was just in the hospital this past weekend. Jaden right? Reed oh, has man. made some runs here where he's been exceptional. I think Jaden Reed uh, you know, has been a big-time playmaker, and Dontavion Wicks has made some significant plays too. For what Jordan Love has done with not having the cast of characters along with him the entire ride and maybe his best receiver uh, sitting out with hamstring injuries all in whatever all this season – I think that's a that tells me how much I should fear Aaron, Aaron uh, Jordan Love, yeah, but the future of him is the the real like that's the the future of Jordan Love is what I'm concerned about the most. But I guess Jaden Reed because he's one of those guys that kind of reminds me of the Cobb character 
where he can do anything on the field. You can kind of you can put him in the backfield and have him run out of the backfield as a receiver. You can put him pretty much anywhere as Jaden Reed, the receiver. So I think that dude right there is probably the one offensively that I fear the most. Do you think Randall Cobb's family invented the Cobb salad? I don't. Um, I but, can see why you irritate right? Sean. Just, why is it called the Cobb salad? <laughs> uh, Kirby Enthusiasm says Bob Cobb at the Brown Derby in Hollywood invented it. That's exactly what there it says. Right yeah, that's right. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, Bob Cobb at the Brown Derby restaurant in Hollywood, California, one day threw together a salad for lunch and shared yeah. it with his friends. Okay. Sid Groman uh, oh, at a Chinese Sid's, restaurant. Groman's Sid's a good guy, man. Sid liked the salad so much, he named it the Cobb Salad in the Brown Derby, put it on a menu as a standard. Okay, I thought wow. you were confirming the year that was Randall 1937. Cobb. Huh? It was 1937. Yes. Do you think if Sid didn't like it, Bob Cobb would have called him a city it? Wow. Look, man, you're going to fit in well with this show, Chop. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, as much as he's doing that. So that's a joke you like, Kevin. That's a Kevin joke. That is clever. That's, that's, All right. Eric? <laughs> Is... I, I did. I also the the other part of fear. Uh, I really liked the answer from uh, from Domovsky the other day because you asked Chop. I believe it was you that said Jair Alexander is, and you left it like blank. I have Sean that said that. And, yeah, Sean asked that one, and he's he answered by saying all about Jair Alexander. Yeah. And oh. so like you want you kind of think you should fear that dude, but maybe maybe he's just his himself. Now, a couple of spots where I think the Cowboys have an advantage is in much as we complain about this run defense, and I understand why, they are still middle of the pack for the season. Clearly, there's games like Buffalo where they feel like the worst in the league, but still middle of the pack. The Packers on the flip side, 28th in run defense this year. So while there have been concerns about the Dallas Cowboys' ability to run block and Tony Pollard's effectiveness, Rico Dowdle's effectiveness at various times throughout the season – this Packers team is not good on run defense. So that might be an opportunity you have to take advantage of them. I, I realize the Cowboys would probably still prefer to pass, but a potential opportunity right there. I will say I did look up, is Bob Cobb related to Randall Cobb? And I got back that no, that is not the case. But <laughs> there is a man named Randall Tex Cobb who was an American actor uh, oh, back yeah. in the day in the, six, in the, like, the early times. The more I look into the Packers, how are they in the playoffs? Because the NFL was bad this they year. They won a certain amount of games well, that allowed I know, them. But when you look at this their is a down stats, year of NFL. when you look at their roster, I'm just like, this just doesn't look like good a coach. They have team. a good coach. Yeah. He no, I, I, I agree with you there. It's just, I just keep looking at it going, okay, Kevin, I'm sorry I don't have an answer. Let me look at their defense. And I'm like, okay. who the hell are these guys? So to that point, do you think it will make you feel better about, like we've talked about the haves and the have-nots in the NFC most of the year. Would it make you feel better if like Dallas beats them by 14 to 17 points and maybe the Lions win by 14 to 17 points? And you're like, okay, see, this is what I thought. Lions, Dallas, and 49ers. Those are the NFC teams worthwhile. Yes, I don't think Detroit's going to blow out LA though. That, if yeah. that's so, but if the Cowboys win twenty-four to twenty, I I do think you you have to be to the point of survive in advance as a fan. I I, I get you're going to look at things and be worried against the next opponent. What you saw, you did positive or negative. I, that's our job is to try to present that. Hopefully on Monday after the Cowboys win, the positives and the negatives to get ready for the next game. But I feel like at this point, if you win, you win. Like, it's do or die. However you do it, ugly, you know, not a, a way that you're like, played crappy. But as long as you win, because sometimes you can play great in a playoff game and you just you fumble a ball at an inopportune time or there's a pass interference call that we disagree with or whatever happens. So I hear what you're saying. I just – I would struggle with, well, but – they're not going to win now because of this. Okay. Like the next week, if no, that makes I, sense. I hear you. Like I there's do. nothing the Cowboys can do to convince me they can beat San Francisco in San Francisco. And I know that we get in trouble for this at times, and I'm not rooting for it, is, but it's injury that will have the Cowboys advance to the Super Bowl. Is there anything that San Francisco would say do in that divisional game? Let's say they matched up with like Philadelphia. If they struggled mightily, would that change your perspective at all? Or, or would you still be like, nah, because the Cowboys still have to go to San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. That and there's a complete and total fear by this team. They, you don't admit it, and you try to fight it 
they don't believe they can beat San Francisco. So that game, if it gets to that, hopefully we'll be talking about an NFC championship game where the Cowboys have to get off to a fast start so the fear goes away. I got you. I got you. What were your thoughts on Preston Smith? Uh, I don't know. I have a, I have some concerns about him. Oh, I wasn't sure if that was coming up in C block. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I have some concerns about him, too. Just I'm not saying they're great at anything. Uh, but like if pressure, pressure on the quarterback, if you're, you have to defend against it, Preston Smith is another, another dude that I would be like, all right, like that might okay, be that's something. interesting. Cause that's going to bring up Van Ness. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Coming up next, we're going to talk some more about Bill Belichick, but also Nick Saban, the Flutie effect and will college football miss one of its biggest villains. We'll talk about it next, perhaps still with RJ choppy right here on 105.3, the fan. In a season of chaos. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Crimson Tide of the conference. Constant excellence. Bama bludgeons the Buckeyes. And Saban steps past Paul Bryant with his seventh national championship. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We've gone ahead and created a little all-star lineup right here. In addition to the usual quartet of KNC, we've got Eric Chiafalo added. To RJ Choppy, who's already been here. Yeah, Choppy. For the 105 3 The Fan Roundtable of Excellence. And because of that, we are going to talk about Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, the Flutie effect, and will you miss villains from the sport? And, or perhaps you think that's unfair, but don't you think most people portray Nick Saban specifically? as the figurehead of the villain Alabama in college football. Yes, they called him, didn't, doesn't a huge part of the country still refer to him as Nick Satan? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, you, I don't Call know. your dad. I don't know. I think that's, I think the that's a real Satan thing. The great Satan is Scott Boris. He's the great Satan. Oh, my gosh. I don't know, Nick Saban. But, yes, I think he does. 1A1B. Yeah, 1A1B. Uh, is this the Doug Flutie? Is that where you get the Flutie? Yes, that's right. I miss his mid-drift, mid-drift. Uh, jersey game jersey, day jersey yeah mm-hmm. i think every college football athlete should just rock a mid rock I a midi. Think like like zeke did yeah, yeah. that should be a he bed did. payoff for g-bag is everywhere you go you have to have a mid-drift jersey on just everywhere That's fantastic <laughs> we were at rally house last year yes. and i proposed we saw a, a, a ladies ranger shirt that was like a crop top and I was like, we need to do the Lady Ranger bet payoff, and one of us has to wear that shirt. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Zeke did tell me at training camp one year that anybody can rock that S. Man, so. he didn't even flinch yeah. when he looked at Corey. He goes, <laughs> yeah, man, anybody can rock that S. It was incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. All right. And he said S as well. He he edited himself. No, he did not. He did not. He did yeah. not. He talked like a regular human. So for Nick Saban, that's a good point. For Nick Saban, 201 and 29 at Alabama in 17 seasons. He had 29 losses versus 44 first round draft picks in his run at Alabama, which is incredible to me. So every season, if he would lose a game, you're like, that's a first round pick and a half right there. Yes. First round picks compared to losses. 
84.7 win percentage as the Alabama and LSU head coach. That is the highest of any head coach in SEC history. Probably not surprising right there. And I know Belichick took all the highlights this morning or all the headlines this morning. I have to admit, I think Saban is a bigger deal just because I thought we kind of saw this coming with Bill Belichick. I have to admit, yesterday, it was during y'all show, right? Yes. We found out about Nick Saban. I was pretty dang surprised. I was 100% surprised. I mean, the, the, the Pete Carroll thing yesterday and then the Saban thing uh, and then to wake up to, to the Belichick stuff. I mean, it's been one heck of a 24-hour ride with these coaches. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the Saban one is, is bigger because of the element of surprise. We kind of saw the Belichick thing coming. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like, the Belichick thing was – the writing was on the wall in October. So, yeah, like, the, the Saban situation is much more stunning. And, you know, like, there, there was really no whispers of this. I mean, we knew he was, like, you know, getting near the end in three, four, five years, not, not yesterday. Yeah, um, and I wonder how much the NIL, the transfer portal, played into. I don't. I just don't think he wants to deal with that's it. That's what anymore. kind of what Dion alluded to. Yeah, he doesn't want to deal with that, it. That that part of it though, that's what's interesting to me, and makes me think there's something else. And maybe it's TV. I don't know. Maybe he. I don't know exactly what his plan is. But you're right. Three, four, five years is kind of what. Uh, there was no real sign right. of it. Uh, he didn't look like he was slowing down much. Everything was still kind of moving in order. It makes me think that there's something else for him uh, that he wants to pursue. Maybe there is. I mean, it could be TV. It's not going to be coaching, I don't think. I mean, or he's going to try to help them in, you know, get a new coach. But, I mean, they've already been basically turned down. Dan Lanning is like, I'm staying. Man, we've gotten so many texts about, did you hear Lanning's in Tuscaloosa today? Yeah. Maybe they'll just switch spots. And then Lanning is, posts a video of, I'm staying. This <laughs> is the greatest season in sports. It's not any other season. It's, it's I call it chase and tail season. Okay. Not what you're thinking. This is right after cuffing season. Right. But it's it's this this time of year, it's chase and tail season. When you look for, you go on Flight Aware's website, and you look for airplane tail numbers. And you try, oh, my God, uh, the, the Alabama plane is in Eugene, Oregon. Holy cow. That means Dan Lanning's coming to town. That's what would happen. Like that, that you're just chasing tail right now. That's all these, all these media members in Tuscaloosa and soon to be Ann Arbor. Wherever they are, wherever is you know, whoever doesn't have a head coach, they're going to be the bloggers are going to be chasing the, the 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 airplane tails. My son asked me in the car yesterday when I picked him up. He talked about this situation, and he was like, "Chasing tails, Alabama." Oh, I because he's like, they've always been great, right? And I'm like, no. no. So when I was in high school, they were. So you're looking at early '90s up to about mid '90s, and I was like. Then they were horrible. Then they were struggling as a 500, you know, football team at times. And they were changing coaches left and right. And then Nick Saban came and then it all changed. So I'm like, I don't know. I was like, is it we, even a good job? We could we yeah. could get back to Alabama being a 7 and 5 team and everybody being up in arms going, "Why can't you guys be like Bear Bryant or Nick Saban right, right. and just lead us to national yeah. championships every other year?" Their issue was so Bear Bryant was there forever. And he was also the AD, and he got to pick a successor. He's like, I want Ray Perkins, right? And then, so they wanted to keep it in the Bama family. And then they get Bill Curry, who was in the Bama family. And Typical his, Alabama. His house got, right? His house got put up for sale. The, the, the fans hated him so much, they put his house on the market, threw a brick through his window. And then they bring in Gene Stallings, Bama family. Right. And they get him out of there. And then they bring in Mike Dubose. Didn't he win a national championship, Gene Stallings too? worked out better. He than, had one yeah. title. Yeah, he won a title, but they put him on probation. And Joseph, but, but then Stallings. they got on probation. Right, so he, he cheated his brains out, got on probation. They bring in Dubose, failure. Shula, failure. Franchoni. Fran, failure. They brought in, uh, who was the, uh, Rich Rod. They brought in Rich Rod for a day from West Virginia. So they started finally to for go outside day. the Bama family, and then they went to uh, Saban, and now who knows where they go. Saban goes 7-6 and six in his first season with them. Think and then it. they won the title the next year, right? Yeah. And <laughs> then he goes 12 and 2 the next year. That was year. a third of his <laughs> loss or a fourth of his losses at Alabama, yes. something like that. He never, other than that, he and never lost more than three games. In 2010, he lost three. Other than that, it was just 1 1 1 0 2. And that's a pre portal transformation yeah. in one year. Yeah. Just one recru- recruiting class, boom, let's party. He's like, I got it like that. Now, the interesting thing about this that goes to the economics of college sports and RJ I know you'll appreciate this because you're already thinking about the crop top can we go ahead and fire off cut number seven please and this is 
the Flutie effect or the beginning of the Flutie effect. Three wide receivers out to the right. Flutie flushed. Throws it down. Caught by Boston College. I don't believe it. It's a touchdown. The Eagles win it. Unbelievable. I don't believe it. So in 1984, Boston College beat Miami on this Hail Mary at the end of the game. Crop top, Doug Flutie running down the field. Is So the Flutie effect began there, whereby a university that is good at sports, perhaps particularly football, though not always, gets a spike in academic uh, applications. Yes. So for over the last 17 years, the national average for colleges is they've had 10% more applications and admittance. For Alabama, 60%. They've gone from 25,000 students when Saban arrived to 40,000 students. So if you want to see the Flutie effect, there it is. And then the other part of it is, used to be the bulk of their students were in-state, where tuition is $11,000. Now... The majority of their students are out of state, $32,000 per year, which led, of course, to Alabama Chancellor Robert Witt saying, Nick Saban is the best investment in this university has ever made. (laughs) Because he's probably responsible for $800 million to $1 billion in revenue. God. And they've paid him $160 million in his time there. What what does it cost to go to, like, Texas in-state? About thirty. In state, yeah. a semester, a, a, no, year. a year, a year. Okay. Yeah. Shame to yourselves. Agreed. Shame. Usually, private schools are right around anywhere from sixty to ninety thousand a year. So ninety. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. For it's it's. So like, if you want to go out of state, I know my, I know this one for a fact. St. John's. St. John's is seventy five thousand. What a, a year. random university. Well, my my daughter got a half scholarship, oh. so they knocked it down to almost like going to an in state in state school. So if you wanted like UT A and M is about thirty thousand a year, so like St. John's is about seventy five a year. So if you look at if you look at Pepperdine is about eighty five a year. Yeah. Vanderbilt's about eighty a year. I think TCU's about eighty a year. Jeez. Yeah. They're going. My kids are going to Tennessee. They, 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 I, I'm, but I'm, out of state, Tennessee is probably well, I, fifty. I, as, a, as, a, as an alumnus, I think they get in-state tuition. Okay. I've, I've been told that, oh. which would be great. If, so if what it, if your kids say they don't want to go to Tennessee? Well, they could pay. They could pay. Okay, I'll pay for one school. My kids are going to uh, Collin College. Uh, probably Quad starting C, at uh, C, Richland yeah. uh, College. Mm-hmm. Get a little DCCCD yeah. action uh, there. Yeah. Start there. Good and then uh, maybe they can land yeah. at UNT at some point. Liberal I'm just kidding. Yeah, they go wherever they want. I'm, I'm hoping college is a thing of the past by the time my kids get there. You know, it's all self. Well, know, it's like the opposite to, of the way I grew up. I know you don't need more. College. You want all the colleges like, to be shut down? No campuses exist? And uh, No, I mean, we still need the, the, the college football. Okay. So yeah. we better have campus. We'll keep college right. football, but then we'll have one of your like dystopian futuristic movies where they draw something out of a bowl and that's whatever profession or trade that you go into. And you're like, congratulations, you honey. Masonry. And everyone's like, yay. Hey, good for you. And your kid goes down the path. <laughs> that might be the direction that we end up going. So like, I got to make jars for the rest of my life. No, that is not the same thing. So for Belichick, it also seems like while Saban retired, I don't think y'all don't believe this is the end of the coaching road for Belichick. No, he he can't he can't miss out on being the winningest head coach in fo- in NFL history and also be the losingest. Yes. Like the only way being the losingest can be like you can stomach that is because I'm also the winningest. So he's got to get there. He needs I don't I can't remember how many games, but. Okay. He's a season at least away. Do you think then the betting odds, we talked yesterday about the departure of Pete Carroll and how that instantly thrust Dan Quinn into the pretty sizable betting favorite at even money to be the next coach of the Seahawks. Bill Belichick right now is even money to be the next head coach of the Chargers. Atlanta Chargers. Falcons. Who is Bill, Bill Belichick? Belichick. Jim Harbaugh has now taken over front running spot. For the Chargers. Chargers. Okay. Okay. So the wh- Falcons? Yeah. The Falcons. I told you Arthur Blank's probably in that spot right now. Where I mean, he's a very powerful owner for one. 
but he's also probably in that spot where he's had a bunch of crap uh, of coaches there, and he's like, I need something different, and he could definitely open up the the wallet for that guy. So, obviously, working with Broadus, he's he knows who the Joneses family are kind of tight with, and supposedly they're in love with Bill Belichick. Not saying that they're going to bring him in, but to me, this is kind of a Mike likes it here, but talking sure. about Bill Belichick. This makes zero sense to me for Jerry Jones, and here's why. If, let's just say, the Cowboys don't reach expectations in this playoffs and Bill Belichick says, I want to be your coach, Jerry, Jerry has to say no to that because of this. If they win the championship next year or the year after, Bill Belichick gets all the credit. Jerry's a side piece in the championship. They could never get over until he got Bill Belichick Bill Belichick leads the Cowboys to a championship. Bill Belichick does it again. Bill Belichick's the greatest. Jerry would rather lose the rest of his life than to have Bill Belichick win a championship here. Like I, I just, I've I've heard this from a few unless, Cowboys right, fans. Unless it's with, unless it's like the first year, because that still would be Jerry's team. I don't right? think so. You don't think, I think Belichick would? It would be cre- the. It would be they that? couldn't do it until he hired. Bill Belichick. For sure. Yeah. Right, but then, there's so, no getting around that. Then it wouldn't be he couldn't do it until he hired Mike McCarthy or Bill Parcells. Like, he still hired Bill Parcells. That was for a stadium. He hated every right, second of that. I know, but if that. they won, like, you know, is he still not going to get credit? Like, Mike McCarthy won a I, Super Bowl. I just, I know, I don't. I think the media would give all of the credit to Bill Belichick. And Jerry knows this. Jerry's a smart guy. There's just, there's, there's certain things here that to be the head coach that aren't an issue other places. And I think Bill would want to coach here. But Jerry knows that if you win a championship with Bill Belichick as your head coach coming into Dallas, it's Bill Belichick's championship. Just yeah. Like- I mean, you you would you would hope that, uh, you know, if that's the case, then it's, it's very publicized how Belichick no longer had personnel control and Jerry can still, hey, I'm the general manager. You know, but I'm still with you. That's really just trying to play devil's advocate. Ultimately, Belichick would would get most of, if not all, the credit. And as long as we're in the kind of NFL and college space, I wanted to throw this out there. Didn't get a chance to mention it yesterday. Is old man winter here? If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today.
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We talked about a proposal from the NCAA back in December where they were pushing to have schools have the ability to negotiate NIL stuff directly for the players. Because right now, we still have to at least kind of pretend that schools have nothing to do with this. And they're like, oh, yeah, that player and their agent just got out and they did all these things. Oh, it's amazing. I'm just so happy for them. Yeah, and so the Division One Board of Directors is meeting right now, and they're going to review a proposal that would allow the schools to get involved. And then there's an even more radical proposal out there that would create a separate football subdivision for the NIL schools. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, a lot of schools have NIL money, but I'm saying, like, they would make it, I don't know, 40 teams. I have no idea what the actual number would be. Is there's another proposal out there that would try to break it college football down or college athletics down even further and say, this is the NIL division, then the FBS, then the FCS, and on Hmm. and on and on. So Level the playing field a little bit for the other guys. Or... Perhaps or just or college just, sports. I don't know. Well, that would that would certainly take place yeah. in a lot of people's mind with the tradition just going completely away. Because when they when they kind of approached the world with NIL, it wasn't the way it is now. Sure, it was you're on campus, you're already a player, and then you get an endorsement with Nike, EA Sports, right. whatever. It wasn't. Hey, here's a two, here's a four year, eight million dollar contract to come play quarterback. Yeah, but you have to be starting, or you know, whatever. whatever. But like, yeah, but but that, that's not the way it is now. It's just like you just get the money. Yeah, like it's it's that's not what it was designed for, and that's what it's morphed into, um, or at least that's not what they approach. They 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 kind of presented it as. Right. Maybe it's what it was designed for. Who knows? But like, I think guys like Saban and others have a, have an issue with like. Paying somebody who's not on campus, you're basically bribing them. You're paying them a PSL to come to campus. Well, and one of the things Corey brought up in the break is that Marvin Harrison Jr. officially declared for the draft. And my initial thought was, sure, because why would he not? But then the discussion became, well, who's to say? If you're a business or a big Ohio State booster, why you wouldn't roll in there and be like, hey, you're going to go high in the draft the year after, too. I'll give you, I don't know. Five to eight million dollars to just stay in college for one more year, whatever the actual number would be. And that would be that would be appeasing to maybe a college kid I can that, that doesn't have a clue. Sure. Yeah, because right? you, you want to start your clock as early as you can, yeah, right? Because they're With they're looking at it going, Hold on, yeah, five million dollars in college, that'd be dope. But then yes. you break your leg and now you're not ineligible for the future fifty million dollar contract and you're screwed. Uh so like that's that's another thing that I would be concerned about there. We're the KNC Masterpiece All-Star crew today. Also adding Eric Chiafalo and RJ Choppy. And now it's time for the always All-Star segment. Mike likes it. Well, I'll start it off with All-Star voting in the NBA. As uh, I believe the latest polls came out about an hour ago, I'm seeing on Twitter. Uh, right now, LeBron James is running away with the best player, the most votes, I should say, the most votes in the Western Conference with uh, 3,000... Three million? Sorry, three million, almost three million one hundred thousand. It would be if kind of speak. awesome if it was three thousand. I was yes. like, we could change this right yes. now. Uh, <laughs> Luca is fourth in the Western Conference, but first in guards in the Western right. Conference. So, uh, LeBron James, Jokic, and Durant are the three that are beating him in the Western Conference, but they're all considered front court yeah. players. Uh, and then he is leading by a little less than 400,000 votes over Steph Curry. Okay. So it looks like Luka, with that big of a lead on Curry, and then almost 800,000 more votes than Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Luka's going to be a starting all-star again, but won't be uh, the league leader uh, in votes. Uh, on the other side... Giannis is blowing everybody away uh, with 3.4 million, almost 3.5 million votes. And then I'll let you guys, if you guys looked at last week, you might know this. Who would you want to guess is the leading guard vote getter in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I have a guess. Um, it's, uh, yes. Tyrese Halliburton? It's Tyrese Halliburton. Makes sense to me. Deservedly so. so. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the Pacers. this unfortunately, <laughs> Pacers. you know, if you go back in history, the 
Mavericks love Tyrese Halliburton, and they tried to trade for him. They tried to trade the Josh Green pick before it was picked, Mm. the first pick in the second round, and Jalen Brunson for that pick. Because And it wasn't – I don't know if it was to Indiana. I think it might have been a hair before Indiana as Tyrese Halliburton was falling in the draft. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that would have been a heck of a trade. So, I will give at the time it was – I don't know who was running the – or I was about to say Donnie Nelson, but who knows? It might they have been didn't Vegas know either. Bob. Nobody Bobby knew v. who was running the organization. But they did like Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> in that Josh Green draft and tried to trade up as he was falling. But unfortunately, they couldn't get a yes uh, from anybody before he was taken by Indiana. So uh, right now, Kyrie Irving is fifth in guard voting. He's ahead of Anthony Edwards. I'm shocked that Anthony Edwards is sixth. Wow. In all-star voting, but it goes to show there's just not Minnesota fans. Right. And he didn't go to a major university. He went, I shouldn't say major. He didn't go to a basketball school. He went to Georgia for right. his one year. So he has no fan base in college. He has very little fan base in Minnesota that care to vote. So he's going to make the all-star team, but he definitely is not going to uh, compete for a starting spot. And that's Anthony Edwards. Now, that, that's why he. That's why he said yes to the NBA quarterback Netflix show. In the Adam bro. Sandler he was movie. In the Adam Sandler movie, you would have thought like that would have helped propel. He him. was great in that movie too. I can't believe, yes, by was. the way, there must be a lot of Trey Young fans out there because I'm not with you, Kevin, on how much you hate him, but he's, he's super overrated. He is second right now in guard voting, so he would be an all-star. Wow. Trey Young, uh, ba- based off of that vote, I just—it's surprising how popular he still is. Wow, I haven't heard anything about him this year. Well, they're, they're, I saw him on TV this morning. They're looking to it. kind of dump the team, <laughs> yeah. as in not the like, whole team, like, for, like contract forever. No, yeah, contract. Um, but they're yeah, RJ. They're Breaking looking news. at it and they're just like this. This isn't good. I, I'm not saying that for the millionth time Clint Capella could be available, but. I have another trade rumor out there for the Dallas Mavericks right now, which is intriguing me a lot, but I have no clue what it would take to get him. Is Wendell Carter Jr. He's 24 years old. He He feels like he's 50. Right, but he was in the Luka draft, and he only went to school one year. He only went to Duke for one year. Uh, So he is on the outs there a little bit in Orlando because – Paulo Bancaro's obviously their best player. Their second best player is a forward also, and that's uh, Franz Wagner. And then they look at kind of the brother uh, of Wagner, Moritz, and they just look at their team. Jonathan Isaac has come back and been okay, but they look at the money they're paying him, and they can't get him off of the books pretty much. And so supposedly they're looking to try to improve their backcourt with moving Wendell Carter Jr. He can so rebound. He can rebound, and he can at times protect the paint. I right? can see that. Yeah. And he's not a bad scorer either. He's averaged, not this year because he's he's been hurt, but he's averaged the last few years almost 15 points a game and about right. eight rebounds. He's 24 years old, and... He has this year and two more years under contract at under about $14 million a year. His contract actually goes down. He signed a contract where it goes down a little bit. I'm not saying he's super available. This year averaging eight points, six rebounds. So he's having what you – He's playing fewer minutes right. too. And I be, think he's closer – sorry, Mike. I go think ahead, he's go closer ahead. to like a 12 and 9 guy. Thank you. I'm clicking on it. So the last two years, though, he averaged 15 points in 21-22 sure. and 15.2 points last year. I'm not saying he would average 15 here, but we see how easy it is to score. Yes. If you are competent, even if you're incompetent, Dwight Powell even scores points in the NBA off of this team. Even Dwight Powell. Easy to score in the NBA. So I look at him, and in a weird way, he can shoot a three-pointer. Uh, I'm not saying it's good. But the last few years, it's surprisingly, he attempts three and a half to four three-point shots a game uh, at about 33%, which okay. is – if so I'm, I'm very interested in him. Now, the issue is, is do we have a guard that Orlando's interested in? Uh, now, obviously, we're not trading Kyrie and we're not trading Lucas. So then you start looking at Jaden Hardy. Yep. You look I'm at possibly Josh Green, who's, who's an off-guard, off-the-ball guard. Mm-hmm. So – I would trade I'm I'm out on Josh Green. I'd like to make this official. I think he's going to be a role player for the next 6 to 10 years in the NBA. 
I think he's nothing more than a six foot five role player that there's a lot of those guys. Like AJ Lawson can take his spot and be just fine. Honestly, Dante Exum being hurt is hurting this Dallas Maverick Huge. team. He's their Never fourth best player. It. Yes. Like, yeah. After Lively being the third best player, without a doubt, Dante Exum is your fourth best player. Yeah. And so it's hurting that he is out. Uh, so I'm looking at Wendell Carter Jr. and wondering, you don't have to trade a first-round pick to get him. At least I don't think you do. So I'm looking at him going, this could be the answer or the help that Derek Lively needs right now as a younger player. And then he's only 24 years old, so he could grow with this Dallas Maverick team. He's the same age as Luka Doncic is. So then if you had Wendell Carter Jr. and you had Derek Lively, I think you would really solve a lot of your issues. Okay, quick question for you. Would you still feel that way? I mean, I I can't predict the future. My guess would be, though, these last two seasons in Orlando, I've seen him play a lot of basketball. Why? You watch a lot of Magic. (laughs) And because he went to to Duke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's the absolute peak of his offensive ability. Right. Are you okay with that if you never see it go past what you've already seen? Even if he goes if he goes to his league average 12 points a game, that's perfect. Okay. Our offense isn't the issue. Right. Well, right. If okay. there was just Fair. offensive basketball, the Mavs might win the championship this year. That's Unfortunately, you have to rebound and play defense in the NBA too, and we refuse to do that on certain nights. And when you try really hard, this is the Mavs, unfortunately, they can't coast. When they try really hard at defense – and they try really hard at rebounding. At best, they're average. But that is giving everything you have to be average. Usually teams that give everything they have is going to be a top 10 defense because right. effort is an issue uh, on defense. And the Mavericks just talent-wise are very limited uh, defensively. But he's averaged in his career almost nine rebounds a game. He can rebound So if he, sure. if he gives you 10 and nine, I'm not even asking for 12. He, he gives you 10 points just – you lob the ball up there and he dunks it, you know, like I'll take it. And then nine rebounds. I think that's eight more than Dwight Powell gets in his career. So you always got to be ready for the cross. Yeah, the highway, you got to have drive by of Dwight, Dwight, Powell. Dwight Powell. So that's a person that we haven't brought up. And yeah. I don't know how interested the Mavs are, to be honest, but I think he'd solve a lot of issues. And the other thing, too, is I don't know if Maxi Kleba is going to play the rest of his life. At this point, I'm giving up on him ever playing. At, At some point, you just start. Yeah. You just move on from the toe, right? Don't you just punt on the toe so you can keep playing? You need to get rid of your toe. It's Agreed. the it's the pinky toe. At some that's point, the one that goes wee 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 all the way home. You got to have that one. If that's the one that's keeping him from playing. If that ends up being something that keeps him out for an extent, if you're talking about never playing again, I think you go and say, "All right, I'm a nine toe guy now. Is I'm your, still an NBA player." Is your second toe longer than your big toe? Mine is. Mine yeah. is. When you flatten it out and really like do yeah. it, yeah, it's we're leaders. Yeah, we are. Right, baby. It's called a dragon toe, right? I don't know. Called the good Why do you toe. both I think it's called know the that alpha toe. so readily? What? About the length of your toes. Some I mean, how have, do you yeah. not know whether your second toe is bigger than your first without looking? I'm super familiar with my I, own toes. I know. I, I, could, I could describe every part of my body without looking at it. And Sarah's. I don't need... I don't need to go think about it. It's just there in my head. It's there. Okay. Photographic I pick, memory. I could pick it out of a lineup. Okay, Do you want to makes... start with yours or Sarah's? <laughs> sure, you got about a minute here. so <laughs> That makes more sense. I thought you were saying the second toe on the other end next to the pinky toe is longer than oh. your oh, big toe. Oh, no. The one next to the big toe. <laughs> I was like, hold one. on. What? Yeah, it's the one next to the big toe. <laughs> okay. You're like, okay. Yeah, I got so you. Some people have toe. weird feet. Well, just an update. It's not getting any better for Joey Gallo, Tim Hardaway Jr. As he got off to a great start, leader for NBA Sixth Man of the Year. I think in Vegas he still might be the odds-on favorite as that's falling. I mentioned in the month of December he was down to 32.8% three-point shooting on 9.6 attempts. So the attempts are going to be there. He's going to shoot 10 three-pointers a game pretty much. Um He's starting to fall a little bit in minutes because the Mavericks are noticing that he's not hot anymore. And so now in his five games in the month of January, he is down to 31% three-point shooting. Uh, so he, so if you're wondering what's happening to the Mavs, why are they inconsistent? Tim Hardaway Jr. got off to the best start in his career by far, and it lasted a while. He stinks again. 
So I he'll go back on a Joey Gallo streak. There's going to be a moment. I hope it starts tonight. Yeah, it needs to be pre-deadline, please. He has now gone about 15-plus games of being a below-average NBA player again. But we know this. I yeah. think that was the thing is we were hoping, but he's back to – just a volume shooter without making a whole bunch of shots. So, unfortunately, if we were hoping to trade Tim Hardaway Jr., like the G-Bag Nation, he has gone into a month-and-a-half slump now that we're hoping he gets out of. Well, Chiafalo, Choppy, appreciate you guys contributing to our All-Star Roundtable. Our amazing you, teammates. Thank you, guys. I know you have an important meeting yeah, to Yeah, very to. important. Very important. So, we better we'll hustle. catch you later. Coming up next, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. We go live to the meeting. Uh, and find, oh man! Oh, no, I would, I would love that. No, actually. have you ever been? Fi- I declare no. no have you ever been meeting? Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just three ninety nine. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at two fifty. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with sixty month special financing only at Ashley. Subject credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.